This is a message from Kathy on Instagram, and she said, Hello, Victoria. Thank you so much for responding and considering my question on your podcast. Absolutely, Kathy. I'm happy to do it. I work at a low-income Title I school, and I noticed that there is a lack of parent involvement with the arts programs. I've spoken to other music teachers, and it seems to be an issue at their schools as well. I was wondering if you have any advice on how to encourage parent involvement and develop positive parent-teacher relationships as a music teacher. This is a topic that I know many music teachers spend a lot of time thinking about. I grew up in a Title I school, and my first teaching placement was in a Title I school, and I know that I am not alone in those experiences. Um, And that would just be the first thing to say, is if you are considering the enthusiasm that you have for your program and comparing it to the amount of parent involvement that you observe in your music program. And if you see a deficit in that parent involvement, you are absolutely not alone. And I think that is a really good place to begin this conversation. My hope for you and my hope for our profession, for our whole education community, is that we would have programs that are highly, highly effective, both in the music education of our students, but then also in the social roles that students play in each other's lives, that we play in our students' lives, and that our parent community plays in the life of the music program. My hope is that our music programs make a difference in our communities and that we are validated and encouraged by the people who benefit from the role of music education in the community. That is our parent circle. Even though that is my true wish for this community, I recognize that it is not always feasible in every situation at every single moment in time. And so because of that reality, I think it's a great idea to start the conversation with acknowledging some space, space between community support and professional success and human value. Here's what I mean by that. The level of parent support that you have in your music program does not impact your quality as a teacher. I'll say it again, (laughs) the level of parent involvement that you have at your school, the level of parent support does not have any bearing on how qualified you are as a teacher and the quality of education and the quality of musical experiences you provide your students. And then a step further from that, your success as a professional does not impact your quality as a person. So I would love for us to begin just by separating other people's actions from our professional success and then separating our professional success from our human value. Because having a huge amount of community support Uh, you know, where every concert is packed and your classroom wish list, your Amazon wish list always gets filled. And then you have all of these emails from parents that say, oh, my child loves music. And you have all of these gifts at parent appreciation or at teacher appreciation and these gifts on your birthday and at your winter break. All of that sounds fabulous. And I have no doubt that that is the kind of treatment that you deserve. 
I also recognize that that is not the situation in many communities and many schools. So if we are experiencing a deficit in encouragement and support and validation from our parent community, an interesting question to follow up with could be, where else could we get those things besides looking to the outside school community? If we are experiencing a deficit in someone looking us in the eye and saying, hey, you're doing a great job. I appreciate the work you do. Or, hey, I am so excited about this uh, performance sharing opportunity you have coming up next. Your students are going to rock it. If we are experiencing a deficit in encouragement and support and validation, is there anywhere else we could go to get those things besides the parent community? I do recognize that parent support, parent involvement can take many forms, but I just want to make sure that we are setting an appropriate level of expectation for what we want out of our parent community. That leads very nicely into another area that we can consider, which is just defining our terms. So of course we all want parent involvement. We all want community and family support for our music program. So let's define those terms. How much family support are you looking for? And what are the ways that those families can show you that support? What do you actually need from these families? Some, you know, like I said, support can take a lot of different avenues. Sometimes truly all we want is an email from a parent that says, Hey, my child loves music and I want to thank you for the impact you're having in that child's life. Sometimes we are looking for financial support. Sometimes we are looking for, uh, support in a very practical way, like helping set up for a concert or helping chaperone a trip to, uh, you know, a local museum or orchestra or whatever it is. So I think that when we can get clear on the type of involvement that we are hoping to have from families, that can really help set our own expectations what is realistic for your community and where is that Venn diagram of what your community can take on and what your music program would benefit from. Many of us are familiar with the idea of five love languages. This is a book by Gary Chapman. And the idea is very (laughs) similar to what we talk about in education, which is just that people interpret signals differently. And we know about this with differentiation, with universal design for learning, with all of those things. The idea here is that there are five core categories of how we prefer to give and receive gratitude, appreciation, love, admiration, all of those things. Uh, One is words of affirmation. There's also quality time. There is uh, acts of service. There are gifts and there is physical touch. With the exception of physical touch, it is likely that those other areas of love languages can make an impact with how we prefer to receive support from the parent community and for that matter, from our colleagues, from our administration, uh, from the other people that we work with on a day-to-day basis. 
So when we talk about wanting to increase the amount of parent support, there might be a very practical need that we have. Like very, very practically, I need two bonos. Very practically, I need uh, rhythm sticks. And so maybe the amount of support or the, the type of support that you are hoping to get from your parent community has to do with financial support. You might also feel better about the level of parent involvement if you got a card at your winter break that just said thank you for what you're doing or if you got an email on your birthday or if you had parents come up to you after a concert and say how much they appreciated the work that you're doing. All of those things, if you are looking for more words of affirmation, that can be helpful to clarify on our end. We might also want parents to give their time. You know, is there a time that we are hoping that parents can volunteer inside the music room or on a trip? And the giving of their time to support the music program can make a really big impact on our perception of their approval. Or if our love language is gifts, we might find it to be just so incredibly wonderful for parents to go through their bookshelves and clear out any books that their children are no longer using and bring those books to the music program. And even though that would not be something that we have specifically requested, even though it is not something that the parent had to spend any extra amount of finance on, that would make just a huge impact in our job satisfaction and how validated and supported we feel. So I say all of that to say that it can be incredibly helpful for us to define our terms. What kind of support are we looking for from our parent community? How would we like them to show that? What do we actually, actually, actually need? And then the second part of that again is what is realistic for your community? It's possible that asking families for quality time or rather to give up their time to come to the music room to come chaperone a trip to come to a concert there are situations where that is not an asset that parents have they do not have time to give you and that is the case for many communities where both parents work full-time there are also situations where parents have time to show up on a, a Tuesday morning at 9.15, but they do not have a lot of extra financing to help you with some of your music classroom goals, like your classroom library or a curriculum or an instrument set. So again, defining our terms, what do we hope? What kind of show of support would really validate us in the way that we prefer to be to be validated and then what is a realistic expectation for the parent community and just to reiterate from what we were talking about earlier your level of parent involvement does not have an impact on your quality as an educator and your success as a professional educator does not impact your quality as a person. So again, I would love us to continue this conversation with the precedent that we are going to separate other people's actions, right? So parent community, other people's actions from our professional success, and we are going to separate our professional success from our value as humans. Okay, group hug. 
with that said, let's jump into some things that are a little bit more practical because I know that just working on mindset and expectations is not as helpful as some people are hoping. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the music program as a part of the school community. So what does parent support look like at your school as a whole? Is there, and I, I noticed this in Kathy's comment that uh, very specifically, there is a challenge with getting parent support with the arts. Okay, is there parent support in other ways, just not in art, music, uh, you know, whatever movement PE uh, programs you have at your school? Where can we partner with the school culture? Several episodes ago, we talked about ideas for beginning programs in elementary music. So if this is your first year doing a program, what are some of the things that we can start to think about? And one of the things that we talked about in that conversation was jumping in on existing school structures. So if there is like an end of the year class party, or if there is a winter break celebration, we can have the music program jump in on those experiences as opposed to always feeling like we need our own isolated events all the time. The music program exists as a part of the school community, as a part of the school culture. So if parent support exists in some area of the school, such as a volleyball game or soccer game or a class party or a read across America or uh, anything like that. If there is all, if the parents are already coming to school or if the parents are already giving their time and their validation and their support and their encouragement in some area of the school, well, then that's where we want to be because that's where we are going to be able to start building these relationships. So let's just say that your third graders are going to do a wax museum. And all of the parents are really excited and on board with this wax museum idea because uh, they are the ones doing the costumes and helping kids with whatever presentation element they have, whatever that is. Could you have a song that you do that has some sort of place in music history, such as a folk song? And could you have students perform that folk song before? for the wax museum presentation. And then maybe you look at some examples of uh, dress in that particular era. So like if it is late 1800s, early 1900s, is there anyone in that third grade class that is also dressed up as someone from that time period? Is there anything else that we can do to tie it in? Or maybe your school is going to do Read Across America and maybe you take a book that you know that second grade is reading in their class and you pull some phrases from that and turn them into ostinati, into ostinato patterns. And maybe you set those patterns and students add movement. Maybe they set them to barred instruments. Maybe they layer them together. And maybe you find a song or maybe you compose a song to go and tie all of that up in a neat little bow. Then when parents are hearing about Read Across America or when they come in to read a book or whatever it is, they have exposure to the music program. So the idea here is not if you build it, they will come because sadly that is not necessarily true in every sense 
since. But if you go to where they already are and you go, hi, uh, I'm Mrs. Bowler and this is the music program and I love working with your kids. That is a, a, a nice way to kind of wave your hand in the air and get noticed. And then from there, you've made that connection and the pathway to increasing parent involvement is going to be a little bit smoother. And that's another thing to point out is just this is a process and it's okay to have it be a process. It's okay if it does not happen right away. So that would be one area of encouragement that I would have for us is just to look at where are parents already motivated to show up at school. And if it is, um, you know, actually, Victoria, they are not motivated to show up at Read Across America or at a volleyball game or anything like that. At some level, many parents will, not all, many parents will have the capability to drop off their child at school. And so if you are on bus duty that day, if you are on carpool duty that day, that is your time to shine. And you can view that as investing in your music program. And, you know, when you open that door for that child, you can just say, hi, so-and-so child's name, and then talk to the parent and just make some some kind comment like, oh, Mrs. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so, uh, I, I hope you have a great day. Today in music, we are blah, blah, blah. And say exactly what you are doing in music that day. Now, all of these points are kind of interconnected. I recognize that. But just to recap, the first idea is to create space between community support and your professional success and your human value. The next idea is to define our terms about what exactly we want from parents. The next thing is to view the music program as part of the larger school community. And that ties into the next idea, the fourth idea. Idea, which is what are parents already coming to so if there's something that parents are already showing up to the school to do or if there is a cause that they are already giving to or if they are showing support in any way at all we want to show up in those spaces and really I'm using the term parent involvement because that's what the question is about specifically but we can talk about this in the realm of community involvement in general, whether that is a grandparent or a foster parent or an aunt and uncle or a close friend of the family. All of that is involved in thinking through some of these parameters and expectations and boundaries and opportunities for involvement in the music program. Let's talk about two very, very practical things that I can personally recommend in terms of increasing student family involvement, community involvement. The first one is informances. In an informants, the way I have set them up in the past, and by the way, an informants can be just parents show up at the music program and you just do at the music class and you just do a regular music class. That is absolutely a completely valid and valuable way to showcase the music program. 
Something that I have had a lot of success with in the past is letting students do the marketing for me. So definitely I want to have a calendar of communication and having a calendar of communication is such a helpful thing to do. When do I communicate with the principal, with the teachers, with the community and with the parent community about this music event? That is really important and kind of a topic for a separate time. But with an informants, I have had a lot of success with having students do all of the prep work for me. And the way I've done this in the past is with Seesaw. Because this is kind of the interesting thing, and this is why I wanted to talk about the specific parameters that we have on parent uh, parent involvement or community involvement in the music program because not everything necessarily needs to be location dependent and time dependent there was a time in music education where if you wanted to be involved in the music program you needed to show up at the school at a specific time in person physically in person which meant that you could not have a job that required you to work at that time it also meant that you needed to have a car that could take you to the music program to the school at that specific time and then you also need to not have any other family obligations that you were busy taking part in um, so that you could be free to show up at the the elementary choir concert or whatever it is one of the most valuable things for us about the internet is that it has made us not location and time dependent. We have some flexibility, some freedom, some independence from location and time. The Seesaw app is one way we can take advantage of those really wonderful, unique opportunities of the internet age. Because even if parents do not make it to school for the choir concert, or even if they do not have the financial ability to donate to your classroom library, or even if they do not have the time availability to donate their time for your music class field trip, they can still be involved with the music program. So here's an option. As you lesson plan for the week, could you take uh, one activity that you're doing with just one grade level? Don't start with K-5. Just do uh, first grade or whatever grade level you are the most excited about that week. Could you take one activity that you are doing with first grade and decide to film it? For, you know, if you're doing one lesson segment, that's going to be, you know, 7 to 15 minutes tops. So could you film that 15 minute segment? And gosh, even within that 15 minute segment, maybe you're doing a whole rhythmic uh, sequence within that 15 minutes. And maybe you decide to only film one game that students do. So what if you were to film BB Bumblebee? And then what if you were to post it on Seesaw and say, this is the national core arts standard that we are meeting with this game. This is the musical understanding that students are working with, with this game. This is the social and emotional competency that we are working with, with this game. And we would be so excited to have you show up for our music informants on April 15th, whatever it is, uh, so that you can see all of this stuff in person. Okay, when you do that kind of thing for many weeks at a time, you are building 
a an, an element of trust in the music program you're building an element of familiarity with the music program and you are putting all of that educational information remember because an informants is not about um it's not about being on stage it's not about having a really beautiful color program uh, it's just about teaching families what's going on in the music program and so to that end we can use technology to kind of bring the music program to life inside our parent community's homes so could you take videos of your music class and upload them to seesaw could you use that as an advocacy tool for parent support and then when it's time to take that video what you're going to say to your first graders is hey we are about to play this game to bb bumblebee i want you to know that i am taking this video and it is going to be on seesaw so when you get home watch it with your family children love this because they feel like the star of the show and they are they are the star of the show and so in that sense the students are doing the marketing for us as long as they know that we are sending something home with them via the seesaw app they are very excited to be collaborative partners in our marketing agency for the music program as a very quick aside, at this point in our education lives, in the lives of uh, the 2021 school community, people are probably very familiar with Seesaw at this point, but it is a great idea and I would encourage you to have this understanding in writing with you and your principal that you are going to be taking videos of students on uh whatever device you have available to you and that's something that just legally you are going to want to specify with your elementary principal you know that you are going to use your music uh, ipad or a personal device or whatever it is for the purpose of uploading to seesaw for the parent community so just have that conversation with your principal so that all of our ducks are in a row and we can move forward with uh, enthusiasm about this particular pathway of music advocacy so on a practical level, my very highest recommendation is to do an informants model or something, some sort of event where parents are encouraged to show up. And then leading up to that event, we are going to invite them into the music room via Seesaw or another uh, technology application that you have invite them into the music room so that they can see what is actually going on so we have this ongoing invitation in the form of you know a three minute long video and then all of that is leading up to an actual event and then at the event you are going to say hey i just have the time of my life working with your students and i want to thank you for the privilege of working with your students every week it is uh, my joy and it is my honor to be the elementary music teacher at Ba 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 Elementary School. And then that is where you make the ask. If you are in desperate need of more books, then you can talk about that at the event. If you are in desperate need of rhythm sticks or whatever it is, that is a, a convenient time to make an ask. Because if you have been doing the carpool thing, if you have been doing the seesaw class 
sharing thing, then by the time it gets to parents actually being in your music room or in the auditorium space or the NPR or the cafeteria or whatever it is, there is already a level of trust. There's already a relationship that you've built there. And then that is an appropriate time to, after you've highlighted the investment that you have made in their students, that is an appropriate time to have an additional ask for your Amazon wish list or whatever form of support you are hoping to see from the parent community. The last question that we can ask ourselves is how can we partner with our families? How can we partner with the families that are in the school building already? Here is an interesting question when we think about wishing and hoping and praying that we would have more parent involvement in the music program. Here we go. Have we ever asked families what would help them show up for us? Have we ever asked families what times would be convenient to show up for a concert? And by that, I mean, do all of our concerts always need to be in the evening? Is there another time that would be convenient? Or truly, is there, if, if our parent community is working full time, you know, both parents, then would it be better to adjust our expectations to say, we are going to film our concerts and put them on the school YouTube page, or we're going to put them on the school website. Is that a better use of everyone's energy rather than hoping that parents will show up at six o'clock on a Tuesday? And what I mean by that is instead of having a fourth grade, a fifth grade choir concert, what if you just took one class at you know the the last week of April and students performed as a class and you videoed it and you uploaded that performance again because that is not a time bound and location dependent performance that's something that parents can watch on their own time and if students know that they are being filmed if students know that this is going to go on whatever school appropriate community sharing platform you have be it the school website or seesaw or twitter or an instagram or an email list if students know that then they will be prepared to let their caretakers whether that is an aunt an uncle a parent a grandparent a foster parent they will be in a place to let them know that this product of their musical achievement is on the internet somewhere and that makes it much more accessible for parents especially if there is a single parent or both parents who are working and not available physically not available financially not available emotionally not available to show up at a concert on a Tuesday night. If we were to take this approach of partnering with families on behalf of their students, we might ask them what would help them show up. What would help them be involved? What are the parameters that they have on their time and their energy? Because we want to respect those boundaries as well. We want to partner with the families in our school community. The recap here is on a very practical level to look at what music means as a part of the school community. Where does music exist in the larger school culture? And then what events are parents already showing up 
to? Where in the school culture are parents already coming? How can we partner with those events to advocate for the music program? A great way to do this after we have parent awareness is through something like an informants. And when we do the informants, we are going to have students do the marketing for us. Students do all of the hype for us. And then the very last thing is just explicitly asking, how can we partner with families and how can families partner with us? How would we like them to show up and what are the parameters that are able, that, that families are able to facilitate on behalf of their students? in the music program. And then the last thing that I would just reiterate is the idea of defining our terms, how much family support and in what ways and what do we actually need and in what ways do we want them to show up? You know, again, we've talked about words of affirmation. We've talked about quality time. We've ca- we've talked about gifts. There are acts of service, all of these things about setting our expectations. And the most important thing that I would just really drive home is that there are actions that other people can take on behalf of the music program but those other people's actions community support parent support other people's actions are separate from our professional success because having an email box full of parent admiration and words of affirmation via email that does not make you a better teacher necessarily And having professional success, even if you are a fabulous, fabulous music teacher, that is separate from our value as humans. So when we talk about increasing parent support, community support for the music program, I don't want us to get confused about the impact that that has on our effectiveness as educators. And I don't want us to confuse our effectiveness, effectiveness as educators with our value as humans. So to that end, I want to make sure that you have heard someone say that I believe you are a quality music educator and the work you do is valuable and you have an impact on your students' lives and your school and your community and your students are all better off because you are their elementary general music teacher.